This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be in this lovely Sunday, at least here in L.A., gorgeous Sunday morning. Um, and I hear, uh, speaking to our producer in Florida, it is pretty nice there, too. So if you're lucky enough to be in one of these places, you're going to have a great day. Anyway, I am here with you for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, and here for you, here for your pets, here to talk about anything you want to talk about your pets. The advice is free. Imagine that, getting free advice. That's getting more and more difficult to do. So while you have an opportunity every Sunday here with me on Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff, it's your chance to get some freebies. So um, anyway, give us a call, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. Or better yet, you can reach us here on Zoom. You go on to the website, PetLifeRadio.com. You click on shows, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Just follow the trail, and you'll see a link left for you by our producer, Mark, and you will be able to reach us and join us here live. And on the bottom, of, I'm sure you've done Zoom calls before. You see little participants. Right now, we have a two. I want a five. I want to get I want to hear from you. Now's your chance to uh, give us a call. So since I know many of you are shy, first of all, I'm just very curious to know, we talked a little bit about it last week, how we're now we're a couple of weeks out of after Halloween, uh, any uh, problems. I had not heard from anyone. I said, I'd like to hear from anybody who had issues, or even if you live someplace where there were no issues. I, I bought a big bag. I think I said this. I bought a big bag of candy from Costco. It had everything. Unfortunately, it had everything that I like. We got, because of some uh, restrictions here in Los Angeles, in my area, <laughs> they were not allowing the congregating of kids for trick-or-treat. Therefore, guess how we dig this bag? Zero. Zero. That bag is still full. Well, not anymore. <laughs> it was full until I got a hold of it. And um, I'll be eating it for probably the next several weeks. But next year, I'm buying stuff that I don't like because this is ridiculous. So, um, all right. A couple of things here. Perusing the news uh, in the veterinary world. And this is stuff that, you know, I think you'll want to know about it. It's uh, appropriate for you as well. Here's one, actually two. Walmart and Chewy, they already have in-store clinics in some states. Now they have an opening up and starting to complete with Chewy, an online pet pharmacy. They're also now offering pet insurance and dog walking and pet sitting services. So they are trying to now be a one-stop shop. Uh, their clinics are very simple clinics. It's not, it's mostly wellness clinics. They're not doing surgeries and not doing dentistries, but you know, you need vaccines, whatever. I'm not recommending you do it. You go there, but you know, for me, you know, as you know, it's all about the relationships. I don't want clients. I don't think you should be going to one place for this to get a shot. So you can save what, $5? No, pick a veterinarian that you like, that you trust, that you're comfortable with. And as importantly, your pets are comfortable with. And that's the key. And trust me, trust me. They know, dogs and cats know. There's a relationship that you develop with them. And I have, I, I get more tongue than anybody I know. I, I have dogs coming into my office and instead of cowering and peeing, they're jumping on me and peeing out of excitement, not out of fear. So it's uh, that's what I would recommend. Now, Chewy, they launched a telemedicine service. It is nothing like AirVet, but they're also offering compounded drugs. So, and this is for veterinary offices too. So 
when you have that weird drug or it's a pill that you like to make into a liquid, now Chewy, for veterinarians, we can offer them, we can call it in, or they you can call it in. They will come call, contact us, your veterinarian, for approval on the request, and you can get the stuff made with chicken flavor, whatever. Um, probably they can also make for cats. Cats who we know are very difficult to medicate, even in liquid, especially pills. Boy, if you, you want to lose a finger, try to give your cat a pill. But um, if you, uh, you know, they, they are better with, with liquid, but now they can have these gels. They're transdermal and you can put a little bit on the ear and the inside of the ear flap and it'll absorb into the body. So that's pretty cool. It's, a, it's an alternative. About their telemedicine server, just so you know, it runs only eight to eight Eastern time. It's text only. So it's no live video chat. The, the doctor you're talking to doesn't can't see your animal. It's just all text chat. And it's only uh, in 37 states so far. And it's only if you're on auto ship. So obviously they're using it to lure you into, ah, well, if you want to use this, you got to join auto ship. You join auto ship and you're you're toast because that stuff is coming whether you want it or not. So um, I would uh, just FYI, but it's out there. It's out there for you. Second story. This is interesting. Wolves are actually helping populations at Yellowstone National Park. And you say, whoa, helping? What do you mean? Wolves are, are killing their menace. So there is a disease called CWD, chronic wasting disease. And right now it is becoming pretty prevalent in our national parks. We see it in deer and a lot of the other cervids, all these animals that are in that family. And um, how are the wolves helping? Well, the animals that are coming down with chronic wasting disease are obviously sick. They're slower. They're not moving. And they're the ones that the wolves are catching. And the wolves can't get chronic wasting disease. So they're eating these animals and pulling it out of the population before they can transmit it, the disease, to other healthy animals. So in essence, it's really, and it's all about survival of the fittest, it is helping the population dynamic by preventing the spread of CWD from deer to deer to deer, because the wolves are getting a hold of the sick deer before they have a chance to transmit the disease to other healthy deer. Hey, no one, this is nature. This is how it works. I'd rather another animal do this kill than hunters because they don't know necessarily which ones are sick or not. They're oftentimes killing off very healthy animals for the sake of what? Sport? It's one thing if you like venison and you're going to eat the deer. Okay. I mean, if you're that kind of person, but to kill for sport or to kill for ivory or to kill for tusks and rhinos. That is, in my word, simple word, disgusting. So uh, anyway, that's what I get to be here on my own radio show. I get to say it like it is. Here's real nice good news. Speaking of which, the natural habitats, an African lion cub was born at the Santa Barbara Zoo. Why is this important? Because having been to Africa, having been on safaris, there are a lot of animals are really having a tough time for many, many different reasons. So the fact that people don't like zoos, but guess what? Some of these zoos and these habitats, these natural habitats, sanctuaries that they are having for animals are, in essence, helping the natural populations. They are able to breed and promote these animals that they can then send back to wild. And so we, we want to keep these species alive. I was, you know, it, it killed me to know some of the that animals that we love and, and love to watch are the endangered species lists and at the risk of being extinct. So it's terrible. 
So the fact that we can breed these animals successfully, I think is a good thing. Now here's something, here's something, and this is not animal, but it's a study that I saw that I, of course, we talked about before what's going on in veterinary medicine, what's going on with the, the high suicide rates and the depression. So here's a good one. Depression and anxiety are tied to low fitness levels. At University College in London study found that people with low aerobic and muscular fitness levels are almost twice as likely to suffer from depression and almost 60% more likely to experience anxiety. So that kind of tells us a lot, you think? So I, I think the overall, to sum it up, it's we have to get off our butts and start exercising. And it's not just cardio and it's not just resistance training with light weights, it's both. They found that doing both, and I gotta tell you, a friend of mine, actually, I've known him since elementary school. We used to go to camp together. He was also pre-vet, which was so unusual, two of us, about the same age. He ended up not making it to vet school. He started working in a research lab as a pre-vet, liked it a lot, got involved in a study. P.S., he became a medical doctor. He's a cardiologist. And we were talking, we, we'd mince up, he's in Florida. And when I would go to the VMX in Orlando every year, we would get together. And he's told me this years ago that in as good a shape as he's in, and I try to stay in good shape, remember, it's a combination of cardio and muscle training. So keep doing some kind of resistance. You don't have to be buff. You don't have to be lifting heavy weights, but just some sort of mild resistance training. And not only is it good for us physically, but it's going to help us emotionally and mentally as well, cutting down depression and anxiety. Going on right now, today through tomorrow, you can find it on YouTube and on Facebook. That's right, YouTube and Facebook. It's the Genius Dog Challenge. Who is the smartest dog? It's down to six finalists. They're usually the herding dogs. Border Collies and Australian Shepherds are really good at this. And they're looking for the world's smartest dog, and they're competing for the title. It's being live streamed right now. Now, the winner is going to be the one who can remember the most names of toys. There was a book out from a professor whose dog had a vocabulary of over a thousand words. He was on TV. Um, it was, you know, really amazing. Uh, what would he do? He would take like 50 stuffed animals and he'd put them in front of the dog on the floor and he would go and tell the dog to go find, you know, Gene or Billy or Sam or Steve. And he named them all. And this dog knew every single one of them. He would wow everybody. And it was so unplanned that he would even give a list to the host of the toys and the, what, what they were and the name, and the host would read them off. So he couldn't even tell. It was not like it was any kind of you know, uh, a pattern. Sometimes it, dogs are really good at learning patterns. So um, anyway, really cool stuff. And this is also very nice. This is a snake bite drug. I'm going to try to pronounce the name. It's called Varus. Platib, V-A-R-E-S-P-L-A-D-I-B, varus platib, and it neutralizes venom in snakes. That's what it's used for. And it alleviates some acute respiratory distress syndrome, which is something that we know happens in snake bites. Well, guess what? What other disease do we see acute respiratory distress syndrome? A disease that's happening big time right now, and it's always in the news. Well, COVID. And they find that varus platib, this drug, can also help prevent acute respiratory distress syndrome that we see is a hallmark in SARS-CoV-2 virus. So uh, that's something that's really cool. And again, where did it come from? Came from the veterinary world. And uh, as we say, 
a lot of good stuff comes from the vet world. Don't think it's always we, the veterinarians, are getting it from the human side. A lot of times the human side is getting it from the animal side. And speaking of which, there's still vaccines out there that are really, some of them are coming from the veterinary world because again, we do see COVID, not COVID, we see coronaviruses in our animals. Anyway, at that time, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, and I get this a lot, you know, as I said, taking calls from AirVet on the platform. What do you have in your medicine cabinet or around the house that is safe for your pets? Because it worries me when people just think they're going to go grab something like it happened to be one of my recent calls. And we're going to talk about that, that what you can get away with, what will work in a pinch to get you, you know, while you're trying to get to your vet and what you should stay away from at all costs. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Are you listening to this right now with a cell phone clenched between your teeth as you frantically flip pages on your paper calendars? Or are you a new breed of groomer, bred for speed and efficiency of movement? 123 Pet Software automates your communications, doing the reminding, confirming, thanking, and marketing for you. 123 Pet centralizes your schedule, employees, clients, inventory, and more. 123 Pet is the business management software you need. Start minding your business today. Visit 123petsoftware.com. Mojo would swallow things whole. A chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. On the Dynavite, all of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being, and a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today and give it a try. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Weber here, your host on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets. And before the break, we talked about what products might you have in the home or over-the-counter products that you can buy, get without a prescription. Can you use on your pets? Because as a telemedicine doc, we are always faced with giving suggestions because in most states, I think right now it's all but 12, one has to have a VCPR, a veterinary client-patient relationship, which means that we have to have a hands-on exam to establish that relationship at least once a year in order to prescribe and to diagnose. So oftentimes I'm faced with just giving some suggestions based on success that my clients have had uh, with things that you might have around the house. So let's talk about some of the ones that are okay. That uh, again, you always want to check with your veterinarian if you can, but you can find doses online, but things that you can use for example, omega-3 fatty acids for dry, itchy skin, um, sprays, antibacterial and antifungal sprays. You can get them online pharmacies. Um, you can get them at pet stores. Anything that has ketoconazole, chlorhexidine, benzoyl peroxide, things like that are okay to use for pets. 
Benadryl, chlorpheniramine. So a lot of times people push for, they want to use antihistamines because their dog is scratching or their dog has a skin problem. Well, guess what? Allergies in dogs are typically not mediated by histamine. So if histamine is not the cause of the allergy or the cellular mediator promoting the allergic response, what good is an antihistamine going to do? None. Very low role, very small role do, do histamines play. However, when we recommend, when I recommend them, it's not necessarily for the antihistaminic effect. It's for the mild sedative effect. It chills them out. It keeps them calm. It, it takes that edge away. Well, then if that's the case, the newer antihistamines that are the non-drowsy ones, they're not going to work either. So I still recommend the good old-fashioned Benadryl or chlorpheniramine. And those are the ones that we're hoping to get some sort of antihistaminic, a sedative effect over the antihistaminic effect. And for those dogs that their allergic response may be mediated by histamine, sometimes in the case of a bee sting or an insect bite, histamine may play a role, in which case those antihistamines, any of them, will and can be effective. Most first aid ointments and sprays, things that have triple antibiotic, mupirocin, neomycin, polymyxin, neosporin, those are okay. The one thing about ointments is that you want to put them on very thin. If you put them on too thick, they're going to lick them off. It's going to bug the you-know-what out of them. So you want to apply them very thin. Now there are some products that are sprays, basically the triple antibiotic in a spray, and some even have pain relief, a little lidocaine in them will numb the area a little bit. Again, help to keep your pet a little more comfortable. Things like Bactine, pain relief spray, that's something you can use. What about cough? The best cough medication that we can have for dogs is a narcotic. It is called Hycodan or Hydrocodone with Homatropine and, uh, or Tussigon is, is another name for it. These are prescription only. So what do you do if your dog has a cough? Well, there is something over the counter that could help gyphenesin, and dextromethorphan. Now, you do not want to use anything that is not those two. CF, for example, cold formula is not good. Some don't do well with phenylephrine, which is an active ingredient of some of these others. So you want to avoid those. How about NSAIDs, the non-steroidals, the pain medications? So still in, in my book, the only one that has some merit, again, you might want to check with your vet, that I have often recommended in a pinch, not long-term, but it'll, if you have a dog that's in a lot of pain, they can't get to emergency or vet till tomorrow or the next day, you can get away. And that is good old fashioned aspirin, not Tylenol. In fact, Tylenol will kill a cat. Let me say that one more time. Tylenol will kill a cat. Do not ever, ever uh, let your cat get a hold of a Tylenol, which is acetaminophen or any acetaminophen. Some of the other NSAIDs that are commonly used in the human world that you can get like ibuprofen, those, uh, naprosin, not recommended for pets. The dosing is different. One dose, if it's appropriate, won't kill them, but it's really not appropriate. The only one that I would recommend is aspirin. Basically, it's one baby aspirin for every 15 to 20 pounds of body weight. Do it only once. Cats, on the other hand, is even less than that. Cats, if you ever had to give for whatever reason, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you still want to talk to your vet about it, it would be basically one quarter of a baby aspirin one quarter of a baby aspirin every three days. That's how sensitive cats are to these non-steroidals. Preferably with cats, wait if you can and see your vet. Now, how about things that for sure you will not be able to get without a prescription or the involvement of your veterinarian? Antibiotics. There are no over-the-counter oral or injectable antibiotics. The allergy meds, the prednisone, 
the new Apoquil, Cytopoint, those are all veterinary-related. Cyclosporine as an immunosuppressant, those are all veterinary-only or doctor-only. You'll have to get that from your veterinarian. And they're also really good prescription non-steroidals from your veterinarian. One is Carprofen, Remedil, Vetprofen, a bunch of different names, Novox. And the other one is Meloxicam or Medicam. Meloxicam is used on the human side. So if you're in a pinch, your veterinarian can prescribe Meloxicam from a regular pharmacy. As I said, the prescription cough meds, uh, Tussigon or Hycodan, that has to come from your veterinarian. Antifungal medications, Sporinox, Fluconazole, Itraconazole, ketoconazole, all prescription have to come from your veterinarian. The insulins, whether it's, you know, Glargine or Lantus or Humanilin, any of those common Vetsilin, they all have to come, PZI, all have to come from your veterinarian. Those require a prescription as do the needles. So again, you need to talk to your vet. Stronger pain meds, the narcotics, of course, Prescription only have to come from your vet or from a prescription. Typically, a lot of these, you have to, you can't do it on the phone. You have to walk into the pharmacy with a written a prescription written on a specialized prescription pad from your doctor. And as I mentioned, the veterinary non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. So if you have any questions about what you can get away with, what you can use, the reason why it's become such an issue now is I've spoken to hundreds of pet parents that even though they have veterinarians, they can't get to them for two or three weeks. Well, guess what? An animal in pain cannot wait two or three weeks. So there are some work that a lot of the telemedicine companies are doing because of this. The limitations in most states, including California, are absolutely insane, absurd. The fact that we cannot see an animal, see a rash all on video, and say, you know what, that is a skin rash. We need to, it's infected. I see the scabs. I see the redness. We can start on an antibiotic. And I can't call it an antibiotic is really, pardon my French, pissing me off. And it's happening a lot because animals are suffering. And as I say, I said, I took an oath to relieve animal suffering. I did not take an oath that I can't call it a prescription to a pharmacist if I believe that animal needs it. So the veterinarian's oath is going to protect my behind when or if this ever, any of us ever get into trouble for using our common sense and knowing what we need to do that's not dangerous. That's the thing. I We're not talking about narcotics or tough drugs here. We're talking about an antibiotic. We're talking about maybe a, you know, a little something, a Medicam, a Meloxicam that is just an, a non-steroidal to eliminate pain. Anything that can help these animals is something that we're supposed to do as veterinarians. So we're going to see a lot more about this. Actually, one, so he might even be the, the CEO or the president of the interstate boards of veterinary medicines, the ones that make all these rules for their respective states. He's on our board at AirVet. So we are um, working with him closely because we got to, there's got to be a solution. When I talk to a brand new pet parent who got it, rescued a dog from a shelter, congratulations, right? And I say, so you need to get him in. We need to start shots. You need to protect up. Oh, we call, we cannot get in until January. That's ridiculous. So uh, anyway, oh boy, if you need anything, you call me. We're going to figure something out um, because I'm telling you, it is really bothering me that these animals are suffering because unnecessarily, by the way, um, because of ridiculously unnecessary strict regulations by state boards for what we can and should do and be able to do as practicing veterinarians. Anyway, with that, I'm going to let you go. Have a great week, everybody. Next week, we have a special guest. I'm not going to spill the beans now, but Mark, 
our producer will sure be sending something out to you to let you know who we have. He happens to be a an amazing cat specialist as far as behavior, and he's made his name for himself, and it's not just because of his many tattoos. So uh, anyway, we'll be, uh, see, we'll be here same bat time next week here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. If you need anything, you can reach me at drjeff at petliferadio.com or go on to AirVet and set up a consult. Have a wonderful week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.